The Midnight Podcast is proudly sponsored by Clayboy Shave Ice. Looking for a refreshing Hawaiian-style treat that will also satisfy your sweet tooth? Clayboy's offers catering for birthday parties, farmer's markets, living facilities, and school-sponsored events. Be sure to check out Clayboy Shave Ice on Instagram or Clayboy's Prints on Instagram for custom merchandise. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 5 of the Midnight Podcast. We are currently recording this on Wednesday night, January 12th, 2022. You guys are listening to this now on January 13th, 2022. I'm your host, Luke McClister, and as always, I'm here with my man, Ben Spector. How's it going, Ben? Really well, actually, and we're going to get into why we're so yes, excited. Yes, very are shortly. Quite happy tonight. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the span of... The last 45 minutes, the mood of the night has turned around. I will say that. You, you, you know what? Yes, it has. It, it's been a it's been a good night if you're a Middletown Athletics fan, and we're going to get into of that course. a little bit. So We're not going to keep you guys waiting. We're going to get right into it here. So um, we're going to go over the results recap of the week so far. Mm-hmm. So on Monday the 10th, January 10th, 2022, Monday, um, Wrestling had a match versus Governor Thomas Johnson, better known as TJ in the Frederick County area. Um, it was a home match, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. And uh, the final was Middletown coming out with the win with 64-3. Uh, On January 11th, 2022, Tuesday, just last night, um, JV basketball fell to Smithsburg in a close game, 37-30 to uh, at home. JV girls basketball away at Smithsburg, um, they won against Smithsburg, 33-23. to Varsity boys basketball at home versus Smithsburg lost 67-57. to And varsity girls basketball at Smithsburg uh, won 51-16. to And then tonight, um, JV boys basketball at Williamsport with a 38-36 win. Wrestling had um, a dual match here at Ron Angle Court versus Walkerville. We were just there. They uh, came out with a win. 63-19, to 19, and then Varsity Boys Basketball at Williamsport with a 51-49 to 49 win. And no offense to Middletown Varsity Boys Basketball, but that's just not a win we were expecting at all. But we were very happy about it. No, I, I don't think it's a win a lot of people were expecting, but I think I'm quite happy to say it's about darn time. What and, a great win for Middletown every, Boys. Every single team that had a match or a game tonight, won. A straight sweep. And that, that, I think, is the first time we've had that in a while as well. First where, time we've had it all season. Got to be. Where on a night with two or more or three or more matches, we've had a straight sweep across the board. So what a great night. And Honestly, what a great yes. start to the week for Middletown Athletics and specifically the two Middletown basketball programs. Yeah. Great. Um... 
Do you want to get into analysis? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just start breaking down. We're the just going to start yeah, breaking down everything it. that happened this week so far. So, um, Monday the 10th, wrestling. Uh, they obviously had their, their home match at Ron Court versus TJ. Um, it was a pretty clean sweep for Middletown. They only lost one match at um, in the 170-pound class. Uh, they picked up pins in nine out of 13 matches. And, um, yeah, so that's that's it. So the pins on Monday, were, um, we're going to list everybody who had a pin. So uh, Dylan Hart had a pin. Jack Camero had a pin. Asher White had a pin. Oliver Graham had a pin. Aiden Waters had a pin. Chad Hoy had a pin. And Russell Endicott had a pin. So now, moving on to Tuesday night, Tuesday the 11th. Um, Varsity Boys Basketball, obviously, they lost to Smithsburg. Um, it was a tough game. They had a 16-11 to lead after the first quarter, and then they got out, scored 56-41 the rest of the way. Uh, the second and third quarters were the quarters that hurt the worst. Uh, it, it was a rough game. We're gonna, I'm not going to dwell too much on that. We're going to move on. Um, and then... Varsity girls basketball last night, a uh, huge win for them. They continue to beat the teams who, um, you know, they're supposed to beat. Um, important to go on the road and win games that they're supposed to win, so great job for them. Uh, and then Riley Nelson led the way for Middletown with 20 points, 7 steals, and 5 rebounds. So just want to go back, first off, to the wrestling match Monday night, the 64-3 win against Governor Thomas Johnson. Really good win for Middletown. I, we've talked about it a little bit on our previous episodes, how disrupted the schedule has been for Middletown to start the season. And obviously it's Governor Thomas Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's a win they should have. But to come out and do it in the fashion that they did, where they only gave up three points to Governor Thomas Johnson, ended up 23 points but below what the maximum score you can get is. And it wasn't just that they were pinning people. As you mentioned, they picked up pins in 9 of 13. It was the like how quick the pins were. You know, 113, Dylan Hart, a pin 1 minute, 19 seconds into the match. Jack Camero at 138, pin 119 into the match. Asher White at 145, a pin 159 into the match. 152, Oliver Graham, a pin 30 seconds into the match. At 182, Aiden Waters, a pin 148 into the match. Uh, 220, Chad Hoy, a pin 51 seconds in, into the match. Russell Endicott, 285, a pin a minute 32 into the match. So all nine of the pins are recorded in the first period of wrestling. And it was just a really, I don't want to say a test run, but it was a really smooth, clean meet and one you needed to have in a week where they have three matches and they have so much wrestling going on. It was a really nice, smooth uh, start to the week for them going back to the boys basketball obviously as you said don't want to dwell too much on that important to realize it was not obviously it was not a great loss or not (laughs) yeah it's not a great loss but there were bright spots for middletown i think that should be touched on jacob brandenburg ended up with 17 middletown had a lot of easy buckets inside the paint in that first quarter, that first half. Yeah. Inside the paint in the first half, they were 9 for 11. Everything was really automatic for yeah, them. Yeah, everything looked really good in the first half. Can't lie. And, and then Logan Butts was 4 for 10 from outside the arc that game. He ended up with 14 points. Um, 
Brandenburg added seven rebounds to his total. Middletown, up until the fourth quarter, was out-rebounding Smithsburg by a ton. So there were bright spots there. Obviously, you know, outscored 22, not outscored, but 22-15 Smithsburg advantage in the third quarter. That hurt. But we'll kind of touch on this. And um, Smithsburg's Cole McKeever also had yeah, 25 went, on the night. Cole McKeever went insane, and it helped that Smithsburg was getting to the line a lot, 15-18. Yeah. 15 of 18 from a charity stripe in the second half certainly didn't do too, ma- too much damage. They took 18 three-point attempts. And in the first half, they were 0 for 8. And unfortunately, you knew that wasn't going to continue over into the second half. So the combination of them getting to the line so much in the second half and then starting to find the outside stroke, they went mm-hmm. f- 4 for 10, 40% from behind the line in the second half, was enough to duck Middletown. But... I will say, and we'll t- we'll talk on this with a Williamsport result that happened tonight because that's one we really want to talk about. Tied twenty tied twenty six twenty six of a half, and Smithsburg lost. We've been hoping that Middletown would have a close game and be able to pull it out, and we'll kind of touch back on that with yeah. uh, the Williamsport result with a varsity girls basketball. That's just them doing what they needed to do. I mean, it's. A Monday, or I'm sorry, a Tuesday. They have back-to-back games now. Tomorrow, I guess today if you're listening, it's Thursday Mm -hmm. and Friday. So it's a tough week for them. So they just did what they needed to do. They went up there. They got the win. Simple as that. And now I guess we go into the results from tonight. Yeah. So um, wrestling, they had their match against Walkersville at home tonight. Uh, we were there, you know, covering, doing what we do best. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Middletown obviously picked up a win. It was a very solid win for Middletown. They only lost one decision and uh, one forfeit. And the pins for tonight, uh, Steven Sotomayor got a pin. Damon Callen got a pin. Liam Wilson got a pin. Kieran Hofkassing got a pin. Uh, Chad Hoy got a pin. And Russell Endicott got a pin. You have anything else to add, Ben? I mean, so again, it was nice because if the TJ match was smooth, this one was, I would say, competitively smooth. Yeah, we, we talked a lot about how if a TJ match there were a lot of pins in the first period. There were not as many pins tonight in the first period, but there were still a lot of pins. I mean, let's count one, two, three, four, five, six pins. And if not for the injury default uh, for Aiden Waters at 182, possibly a seventh pin. Oh, yeah, he he had him. So uh, the, close to the same number of pins tonight, but a lot more of those were competitive pins where they had to go deep in matches. And that's something that will help them in the long run because oh, of course. getting that experience to go deep in matches and go deep in those type of events, that's what's going to help them on the long term. So yeah, for for wrestling, another good win tonight. It's always fun to beat Walkersville. Um yeah. always fun to beat them. But yeah, a, a, just a really solid 63 to 9 win for the good guys. Now into the upset of the night. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 it you know what? I I'll go this far. It's the upset of a winter sports season. It has to be. So far. It, so far, yeah. Yeah. Ho- hopefully more of a tank, but it's it's the upset of a winter sports season. What yeah, a so great far, result. Yes. Um yeah, so boys basketball picked up a fifty one to forty nine win over Williamsport. And honestly, 
after last night, that's just yeah, I, it's I, great because you know last night we really wanted we all obviously we really wanted to beat Smithsburg. Fortunately, we didn't. Everybody's spirits were kind of low. Into the morning, you know, walking into school, everybody's spirits were kind of a little, little bit low. But then tonight, we come back and we get the win over Williamsport, which is, which is nice. And it's definitely a win people weren't expecting. I, you know, if if you compared Smithsburg to Williamsport, if you told me uh, yesterday before the game started, who do you think we're going to beat this week? Smithsburg, Williamsport. I would have told you Smithsburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, so I, I, I'll just go into it again. What a great upset. Uh, what a great win, I think, for Middletown boys basketball tonight. And it's hopefully going to be a confidence builder because there is talent out there on that team. And I know there are probably people home who see the record and don't think it translates. But that team has talent. They do. And there is some definite ability there. And as you said, last night was a tough game because it felt like one of those games, you know, there have been games where Middletown's just kind of gotten beat pretty solidly, and you hand it to those teams, like Lingonore, whatever. Those games happen. But last night was a game it felt like Middletown could have had, and when you don't get that result, it does. It kind of bums everyone out, and the gym, you felt it after the game. The gym was very quiet and very just blah. (laughs) Um but so to follow that up with this win tonight, and what's more impressive to me at least is how they did it, how they won this game. Being down double digits into the second half and then mounting a comeback and winning this game, I mean, and, and, and unfortunately, I mean unfortunately because I would have paid money to have been at this game, but we had home wrestling, um, you know, what I, just I really wish we were there. I oh gosh, I do too. I it is one of those games that I know even like when we're there doing our kind of professional thing, uh-huh. posting on social media and stuff, I would have had a tough time not like screaming. Screaming and I mean and, and again, it's how they win this game that is so enticing. I mean, you're down double digits. You come back, take the lead in the third quarter, and they hold Williamsport off the whole fourth quarter. Keep them at arm's length throughout the course of this game. Then Williamsport cuts the lead down to one with 1.7 left to play. Knights force a turnover. Knights make a free throw. Take the 51 to 49 lead. Again, we don't have a ton of numbers because this literally just happened yeah. like half an hour ago, but it sounds like Logan Butts had a great game. Yeah, um... From what I've been told, I, we, like Ben said, we don't have exact numbers because, you know, this just happened. Yeah, we just, just got happened. the news, like, right before we were about to record. Ben walked in, I was like, boys basketball won. And he was like, what? Yeah, I, I, again, and this is not to disrespect boys basketball because if you knew how excited we were, you would, like, but yeah, we, we we're, were just. We're, we're still excited. I, it's, it's currently, we're recording this at 9.43 p.m., and I feel like I could run a marathon because of what boys <laughs> basketball just did. Like, I feel like I could go out on the track and just do some laps, <laughs> bust okay. it out. Yeah, um, from from what I've been told, um, Logan Butts, I know, had a really good game. Um, I'm hearing he had somewhere around 15 to 20 points. Don't quote me exactly on that, but that I know I'm, I'm assuming he shot well, too, because, you know, 
that's that's his style of play. Um, I also heard Jonathan Richards played um, a very good game defensively. Um, I was told he uh, apparently you know locked up one of Williamsport's best players, which is which is great to hear. And um, and it's funny because. Like yes, that Williamsport team probably not as good as the teams where Lincoln Ball was on the team, Bowers was on the team, but they still got Javon Yarborough yeah. from those teams that could. I mean, in my opinion, personal opinion, if not for the pandemic that took away the end of the nineteen twenty basketball season, Williamsport and they lost because Lincoln Ball got hurt. If it wasn't for that, Lincoln Ball getting hurt, I think that team makes a run. At the state title. At the state title. Yeah. Obviously, if a pandemic happened, there was no state title to begin with. I agree. But you got Javon Yarbrough from that team. Williamsport continues to push out talent, continues to have good players. So it's not like you walk in there and just because they're not having the best season that you can run over them. They're a team. And for them to, again, for Middletown to get that result tonight, a 51-49 win, they're now above 500 in the conference. I don't think people realize they're above 500 in the conference. This team is going to fly under the radar. If they can get a couple wins, they're going to put themselves in a really good position come playoff time. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I, 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 I'm, as I said, really excited about this have, one. It must have felt like I'm just very happy for that team. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously, they've only won three games this season. We're like about midway through the season, if I'm correct. Yeah, ten they've been, games. They've been athlete. getting kind of clowned on, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, here. It, oh, exactly. By other schools, even people from Middletown, and it just like you know, it makes they're it, mad. It, it, they want to go out there and they win tonight. That's what they did, as as they should be. And, and it feels it must have felt really good. I'm not. It feels really good for me, and I'm not even <laughs> part of the team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just when you look at the bigger picture. Talk about staying the course, because it does. You know, I, I'm sure you've been on teams. I know I when I played sports when I was younger, I've been on teams where you just can't find a way to win games, and how frustrating oh. it is, <laughs> and how annoying it is to not find a way to win games. And so I think the biggest lesson is just like credit to them for staying the course, and in a game that they could have easily shut down on. Again, because of the fact that they were down, continuing to fight and continuing to dig and continuing to battle. And that's a testament not only to the players, is to the coaching staff and the culture that they've created, where everyone wants to fight and dig in. Not going to lie, I feel like that's what the Middletown culture kind of is. Exactly. Got it out to the end. 100%. And and that's what makes, at least for me, that's what makes the community in the high school so attractive from a personal standpoint is because just like it's not highfalutin as my mom would say it's not a highfalutin mentality it's a very workman like blue collar mentality and that's a blue collar win for middletown boys basketball tonight that is a blue collar that is a blue collar win for middletown boys basketball tonight if you guys are listening great job um we'll get back to you with the actual numbers when we um have our episode, our other episode come out Sunday. We'll come, we'll we'll get you guys with the actual numbers and stuff. Um, what are we moving on to now, Ben? Girls basketball. Let's break down what girls basketball uh, did, I guess, this week and what the rest of their week looks like okay. for them. Okay. So, uh, girls basketball. They've only had one game so far this week, 
And they got, like we said earlier, they got two more coming back to back on tomorrow, Thursday, or today if you're listening. Tomorrow for us, Thursday, and then Friday against um, Williamsport and Walkersville. So I think they can pick up two wins. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for them right now is just continuing to develop what they're going to look like offensively. And I think you're seeing some flashes of it, not to go back too far, but I think you saw it during the Christmas tournament with how well Kylie Colby played. Uh, Catherine DeGrange has played really really well at times. Riley Nelson put up a 20-piece on Smithsburg the other night, played really well. I think you're starting to see a team that has a lot of ways they can beat you. And that's going to be dangerous when playoffs come around because teams who aren't used to them or teams who are used to them are going to have to figure out which player they want to try and beat them because you're not going to be able... I really don't think Middletown, anyone, at least in the conference, with CMC Gambrel, matches up super well, five on five, at least starting fives, against Middletown girls basketball. So I think you're going to have to make a decision who you want to beat you. And it's kind of similar to how it was with Sailor in previous years because teams had to cover Sailor religiously. And so you had to make a decision which other players you wanted to let have the ball because you had to, you know, we saw it sometimes with Oakdale, tripling, doubling. You had to do that with Sailor. So you had to make a a determination. Which player are we going to slough off of to give Sailor the extra coverage? I don't... I'm not, I don't know if there's going to be like any doubling of people going on, but I don't know how well other teams in the conference match up five-on-five five against that girls' basketball team because especially with a starting five Milltown has, it's a dynamic group who can beat you in a lot of yes. different ways. Yes. I mean, again, Riley Nelson, great distributor of a ball, but she can also turn it on and score points as well as just racking up the assists. Kylie Colby. Has a in, has played really well in the post, in the interior, but also has shown the outside shot at uh-huh. times. I mean, you saw it during the Rodney Classic. Had a couple threes during that. Yep. Catherine DeGrange has played really well in the interior for Middletown. You saw it during the Boonesboro game. So, yeah, that, that girls' basketball team, Thursday and Friday, the back-to-back will be a nice little test for them just because no days off. Um, and not a chance to kind of recoup mentally from the game tomorrow night against Williamsport. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the week goes for them, but the girls' basketball team just keeps rolling and just keeps producing. Agreed 100%. All right, uh, let's get into wrestling. So, um, you know, two matches this week. That's crazy to say. Due to, you know, cancellations earlier this yeah. season. Must feel really good to, you know, just get out back there for that team. Um, yeah. Uh, finally got back to wrestling after um, oh. a 5-1 Dorsey duels on Saturday. Yes. Um, they're already 2-0 with two commanding wins this week. And they have a chance to get three and to be 3-0 and overall in the week tomorrow against Smithsburg. Mm-hmm. I forgot they had a match tomorrow against Yes, Smithsburg. they do. That, that was one of the ones that got postponed. I think it's from 
December 21st because every time I type it in on my spreadsheets or my calendars, it's 12, 21, 21. And it's, uh, it's almost right. a palindrome. Yeah. Please, if you're an English teacher who I had at Middletown listening to this, I'm sure I got a palindrome wrong. I'm sure, but I'm going to go with palindrome here. That's my final answer. But, yeah, yeah. so, I mean, with wrestling, and we talked about tonight some, I think most of their strength and the guys you can really count on is the back of that rotation on the heavyweight side. When uh-huh. from wha- I mean, Hoy and Endicott had have two pins in both matches this week. I mm-hmm. mean, both have a pin in matches, so they have two pins on the week already. Yeah, I mean, from 182 to 285 back, you have Aiden Walters at 182, a senior, a leader, one of the captains of that team. I mean... He's wrestled forever. He's wrestled forever. It's pretty clear with him, like, wh- his, the level he's at. Here in Hofka saying at 195, um, multiple sport athlete, played football in the fall, plays, r- wrestles, I guess plays wrestling, but wrestles in the winter. Has done really well. He picked up a... I think he also does lacrosse in the spring, if I'm correct. There you go. Yep. He picked up a pin tonight, 345 into it. Uh, had a good little decision going before he picked up that pin. Seemed... In control of the match. Yeah. And then at the back, 220, Chad Hoy has just been rattling off Mm -hmm. pins to start the season. Has been producing. And at 285, you got Russell Endicott. As you said, both Hoy and Endicott, Chad Hoy, have picked up two pins in the two matches they've had to start the week. So, I mean, that wrestling team, their real strength lies the back end of a rotation when you get to the heavyweights and stuff like that. That's where they're really going to produce and it's gonna be tough to beat them if you want to beat middletown you're gonna have to make a dent into the heavyweights yes ben was saying tonight um don't know didn't catch his name exactly but the one guy greg swatek greg swatek from the frederick news post was at our match tonight reporting and he was like who do you think i wouldn't say the best but where do you think like the strongest part of the wrestling team is and ben was like I'm going to have to go with the heavyweights. Yeah, right away it's just for heavyweights. And obviously, some of it's because, like, as wrestlers get older and they develop physically, they kind of sneak up weight classes. But we've had, like, good middleweight wrestlers before. Like, I think of a guy like Danny Bertoni, who's at Maryland now, of a gross nickels. We're good, like, middle to lower weight wrestlers. So it's not a thing, like, all your best wrestlers end up as heavyweights. No, but yeah. at the same time, this year for whatever reason, the back is just the back of a rotation. Middletown has wrestling wise is so good; it's not funny. And, um, and so that's kind of where I think yeah. their strength is. I also want to say um, I enjoy watching Russell Endicott wrestle. Uh, dang, that's kind of a tongue twister. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Russell Endicott. Yeah, um, Russell Endicott wrestle. Because just just the energy, you can see it. Like, did you see him after the match tonight? Yeah, he th- just let out a big roar, and I was like, I was like, heck yeah, Russell. The, there are a couple guys like Jack Camerot is like he reminds me of a spark plug. <laughs> like every time, you know, the every time the bout rolls out of bounds, they stop it, sprints back to the center. Oh yeah. Every time, I mean, his energy level is just even go, his go, match. Go. Earlier this year, was it December 15th? 
They yeah. had the ma- they had the try meet at, at yep, up Williamsport. At, yep, up at Williamsport. Literally, um, Jack's getting thrown around. Well, I wouldn't say thrown. <laughs> I mean, the other guys, the the guy Jack is facing on Williamsport is in control of the match. At like literally in the last minute, in the third period, Jack flips over on the guy and literally has him pinned. Like, uh, it was kind of debatable whether the, uh, yeah. the ref should have called the pin or not. The ref ended up not calling the pin, and um. You know, Jack lost, but the decision was a lot closer than and, it could have been. And, and going back to that, you're 100% right, because in that match, the fact that he had the pin, he still got points for veneer fall. So him getting the points from veneer fall took that from a major decision for the Williamsport wrestler to a decision for the Williamsport wrestler and save Middletown a point. And when you're wrestling teams as good as Williamsport is... Those are the type of bouts you need where you feel like you've stolen a point or you steal a couple points here and there. And then, you know, as you said, if he had got the pin, talk about stealing a lot of points. I mean, that's a nine-point swing right there. If he had gotten that pin, and again, you're right, it was quite close. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, just wrestling, you know. Like we said earlier, Middletown's about, you know, grit. Middletown's about guts. You can you can see that in the wrestling team. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Um, all right. I think that ends our, you know, analysis and game recap. Yes. Now to get into alumni updates. We got, we got a handful for y'all tonight. It's a very women's slash girls basketball centric recap tonight. If you will. Yeah, very women's basketball centric. All right. So, Ben, you want to kick this one off? Yes, I will. Um, So, currently, Milltown has five women's basketball alumni playing or coaching in college. One of those is Sailor Poffenbarger, who obviously just transferred from Connecticut to Arkansas. So, she's not playing yet because she's taking her year, um, her one free transfer year. But there are four who still are playing and or coaching. We'll go over them. This first one, I've still I don't know how to classify this. Mark Miller played men's basketball, boys basketball at Middletown, but he currently coaches collegiately in women's basketball. So I guess I kind of classify him as a like split men's basketball. Yeah, I I, I don't know how to classify that, but he is the head coach at Division Two, uh, South Carolina Aiken, the Pacers. Cool mascot. It's just an angry horse. I. Love weird mascots like that. Um, the Pacers currently five and seven overall, while one in three in the Peach Belt Conference tonight. This is their Peach Belt sixth season. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this is their sixth season with the. Uh, this is Miller's sixth season with the Pacers. They actually played tonight. They beat Georgia College. And okay. Let me get a final score on. I that figured one. because I have family. I, the reason why I was like, oh, Peach Belt, is because I have um, family from Atlanta. We used to drive there. We used to do like, oh, okay. road trips there. Yeah. And we used to like see like all this like peach stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, peach belt. There's got to be some Georgia teams in there. Yes, there are. So final score tonight um, at Georgia College, USC Aiken beat Georgia College 58-35. to um, USC Aiken in the second quarter outscored Georgia College 16 to nothing. 16 nothing. So completely shut out Georgia College. In the second quarter, again, Miller, the head coach there, picks up his first Peach Belt win of the season. Uh, Now on to the second alumni. That is Megan Jebbia, former 
absolute legend on the Middletown Girls basketball team. She is currently the head coach at Division One American. Um, this is her eight, I guess ninth season technically. This is her ninth season on the bench for the Eagles down there in D.C. Um, they're currently eight and four overall, while one and one in the conference. Actually, make that two and one in the conference. I just checked. I had an update that. They are now 9-4 overall, 2-1 in the conference. They played versus Holy Cross tonight, picked oh, up a 52-39 right. win down at Bender Arena in D.C. Leading scorer for American was Taylor Brown, had 12 points. Megan Jebbia, one of the more accomplished coaches currently in the uh, Patriot League, made the women's NIT twice, made the NCAA tournament twice with American, including in her second year, 2014-2015, with American. They played Iowa in the first round and almost took down Iowa. They were the 12 seed. Iowa was the 5 seed. Lost by 8 points to uh, Power 5 Iowa. So I would, I hope most people in Middletown know about Megan Jebbia. Um, um, if you don't. If I'm being completely honest, Mark Miller and Megan Jebbia are news to me because, you know, I'm a senior at Middletown right now. So, you know, I really only, and I really like started really paying attention to Middletown sports probably when I was in around like 7th or 8th yeah. grade in middle school. So, some of these alumni we talk about on these episodes, they're news to me like I am like I've heard the name obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. rings a bell, but I don't I don't know what they're doing. I don't know anything. So, most of this is news to me. So, this I just wanted to let you guys hey, know that. And and that's why we're doing it. If if you're at home, you don't know some of these names, this is why we're here. We're trying to get you hip. That's our podcast goal is to get you hip. <laughs> yeah, I, I sound like a 17-year-old. <laughs> I, actually, that's not true. I sound like a 30-year-old trying to be a 17-year-old when I say stuff like that. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that's Megan Jebbia. Then there are two more recent alums that I know, yeah, who I know. are playing, who you will know. I know these girls. Um, they are Melanie Pick, who is a sophomore guard down at Bridgewater in Virginia, just uh, in Harrisonburg, actually. And Megan Shipley, who is a freshman guard on the Shepherd Rams women ba- women's basketball team. Uh, starting with Melanie, uh, she is on the Bridgewater Eagles. They are currently 5-5 five and five overall, 2-1 and one in the Old Dominion Athletic Conference. She has played in five of the Eagles' 10 games, averaging 4.4 points per game, but more impressively, five p- 5.6 boards okay, per game. Melanie including a game earlier this year where she picked up 11 rebounds. That was a career high. Um, Last year in the shortened season that Bridgewater played in due to the pandemic, she played in four games, averaging 1.5 points per game and four rebounds per game. Obviously, you've been following Middletown women's basketball, girls basketball, over the past three to four years. You know Melanie. She was a forward on the team, yes. a forward on the team that won the region back in 2018-2019. A forward. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, she okay. was uh, she was one of those girls, you know, because she obviously was on the team back when uh, we had Sailor. So Sailor was obviously, you know, when people would double Sailor and leave Melanie open, that was like she would just hit everything. You know, you can't. She was just like one of those. One of the girls on the court, you can't leave open. And, and she she used to make her money in the post too. Yeah, like she was dangerous in the post and on the interior, and it kind of gave Middletown a little bit of bite almost because you know Sailor would usually be on the wing 
or usually handling the ball. Yeah, bringing it up the court. And you keep you could kick Melanie down in the post, but you could also flip them. And when Melanie came out, you could have Sailor down in the post and playing on the interior. Um, but so yeah, um, great start to the season for Melanie Pick. She was out the first couple games due to injury. Bridgewalters played ten games. They've also had postponements too. Yeah, they've also had a ton of postponements. Past four games for the Eagles paused or postponed due to a COVID pause. But it's a since she came back from injury, a really good start to the season yeah, for her. Solid. And then the other one, Megan Shipley, guard for the Shepherd Rams just across the border in West Virginia. Shepherd Rams, completely independent of Megan Shipley, having a great season, ten and two overall. 4-2 and two in the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference, otherwise known as the PSAC. They were ranked 24th in the nation coming into tonight's loss against Bloomsburg. Megan Shipley, her freshman year, has started, not just played, started, started. in all 12 of the Rams games of the season in averaging 24.0, 24.0, just, I could just say 24 minutes, couldn't <laughs> I? Averaging 24 minutes a game. 4.2 points and 1.8 rebounds per game. Still try, still finding her stroke, but she's also on a team that is loaded as their yeah. 24th rank in the nation for D2 women's basketball would indicate. So she's on a team that's loaded, still trying to find her stroke a little bit. Good but for her, for her freshman year starting, starting on that team. Yeah, starting all 12 games, too. That I mean, is loaded. Like, yeah. Okay, like. Good job, Megan, if you're listening. Yes. Good job. So, um, started all 12 games for the Rams. Um, actually tied a season high in rebounds tonight against Bloomsburg with four. Again, everything is going to sound weird recording because you're listening to this tomorrow, but it's tonight. So, she had four rebounds yesterday, but for us, she had four rebounds tonight. Tonight, yes. I feel like we're a couple minutes away from breaking the time-space continuum. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the multiverse. Yeah, we, 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 we the, the Middletown multiverse, if you will. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so that does it for our little alumni update. We'll have more of those throughout the season, hopefully a little bit more detailed. It's probably more alumni talk on weekend episodes, the Sundays and yeah. Saturdays ones, but... You'll still hear from us about the alumni as we continue uh, through the 2021-2022 athletic calendar year. All right, so we're going to, you know, get into the wrap-up here. Put a bow on this one. Yeah, um, it's been a great episode. So records that have changed as of tonight. So varsity boys basketball, they're 3-6 and six overall and 3-2 and two in the CMC Gambrel Division. Watch out for them because... Tough week coming up. They have Walkersville on Friday. Then next week, Oakdale, that's a non-conference game. But then they have Catoctin to start off a week. If they could do something special Friday night, it's going to take a heck of an effort because yeah. Walkersville is good. It's going to be a dogfight. It is going to be a dogfight. But if they could do something special Friday against Walkersville, maybe put them up at 5-2. and two. And even if they don't, they'll still be with a win against Catoctin, 500, above 500 conference record what they need to do so yeah varsity basketball as you said three and six overall three and two in the cmc gamble division varsity girls basketball they're seven and three overall and three and three i mean <laughs> excuse me three and one in the cmc gamble division they're getting it done yeah and their schedule again they have a back-to-back tomorrow i guess yeah tomorrow against 
Smith, uh, not Smith's work. My apologies. Williamsport, Van Walkers. Williamsport, Walkers, yeah. Williamsport, Van Walkers, Villa, Emma Week. The next week they have Oakdale on the girls' side. Will be a good matchup. And then on Friday, the one loss on the conference slate. Catoctin, and it's at home. That's going to be a great that, game. That's going to be a great game. That's that's one we're, what, more than a week out from. I'm already looking forward to it. I'm also, is Oakdale away or home for them? Ooh, that's a really good question. That's question of the night right there. <laughs> forcing um, forcing me to use my technological abilities. While to Ben figures that out, I'm going to go on a little rant about Ooh. the Washington football team and Lay's potato chips. You've been wanting to talk about this. I have been wanting <laughs> to talk about this. So apparently, Lay's chips is doing some partnership or... I don't know, collaboration with the Washington football team. And they're like, they're taking the soil or they're like for the potatoes or whatever. Well, not part of, part of the chip or part of Washington's field, football field. It's is, haunted. It's haunted. It's you, know? Um, yeah. you know, you have multiple injuries in the, in the same spot this year. You got Chase Young's torn ACL. You got Alex Smith's shattered leg. You got Joe Theismann's shattered leg. And RG3. I, RG3's. That's a home game. Knee getting destroyed, and like two more that I can't recall. I saw like a graphic of it of like you know there's a field and it's like the spot and it's like where injuries traumatic injuries happen and it's like oh. So they're they're taking part of Washington's field and putting it in the chip. Nobody's gonna I, eat those. I, okay, I I I I don't know if it's I don't know. If it, 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 I showed this to you during the wrestling match. He did. He did. So what is? To give us some backstory here, is Lays is doing a partnership not just with Washington but with all thirty-two NFL oh, teams. Oh, okay, okay. But you, to be fair, you, your point's well held about who would want to eat that chip. Um, Lays doing a partnership with all thirty-two NFL teams, where they are using soil from each team's stadium, which pull this up. doesn't make sense to me because some teams have artificial turf. Oh. <laughs> Washington did. doesn't, though. Correct. Washington is grass. But so they're taking soil from all 32 teams' NFL fields and mixing that with other soils and growing the potatoes that they make the Lay's chips from. <laughs> and so your point's well held about um, who would want to they eat They might be limited, though. Because it uh. says visit Lay's to find out how you can win this limited edition bag. So it might be the bag... Or maybe, I don't know. I'm confused. If I, it's limited edition... It's, it's, it's the chip. I, I just don't think they're growing that many yeah. of the potatoes that become said chip. Yeah, but regardless, if you want a better chance at shattering your leg... <laughs> oh, jeez. Eat the <laughs> oh, Washington oh, Lay's oh, brand that's, chips. That's so harsh. <laughs> But but I'm glad it's, it's not even like it's not even like I'm mad at Lays or I'm mad at Washington. It's just like the luck we have. I, I'm glad as a frustrated, as me being a frustrated Washington football team fan and you being a frustrated Washington football team fan, I could give you this opportunity to get it off your chest before our podcast was over. <laughs> All right, back. sorry you guys had to listen to that. <laughs> back back to the podcast. Um, uh. The boys, the Oakdale matchup is Tuesday, January the 18th. Boys are home versus Oakdale. Girls are on the road heading across county. So that answers that. All right. 
Good to know. Um, where were we? Sorry. No, I got I, off tangent <laughs> with you know my Washington. I I, 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 I I think you had an adrenaline rush there where you kind of like did. I I think you may have blacked out. We are on the wrestling record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wrestling. I'm so lost. Not gonna lie, Ben. <laughs> Take it away. Okay, <laughs> filling in for my co-host here, <laughs> wrestling nine and three overall as of now. Oh, uh, okay. Four and two in non-tournament play, four and one in the CMC, and two and one in the CMC Gamble. Their only loss in the CMC Gamble division coming on that tri match on December fifteenth between Williamsport and North Hagerstown. They got clipped by the Wildcats. All right, now I know where we are. <laughs> so now to get into the schedule of games for our next episode, which we. We're going to have out on Sunday the 16th. Yes, correct. Um, if technology permits. It has been lately, so we'll see. But it's, it's it's agreeing with us now. We've, it is. We've had discussions. We've maybe um, told it if it didn't act up, it was out the window. So uh-huh. it's, a- it, it's being right now. Okay. So. Whoa. Wait. What? So the 13th tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. JV Girls Basketball versus Williamsport, which was rescheduled from January 7th. They will play at home. Yeah. yeah. At home at 5.30. Boys swimming and diving. Girls swimming and diving versus Tuscarora tomorrow night at home at 6 p.m. I'll be competing in that. It is my senior night. Um, Oh, I forgot it was your senior night. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I feel awful now. Why? Because cause I feel like I should be there, but we have girls uh, basketball. Don't worry about it. It's swimming. Just come no, to track. No, but no. Don't say that. It's just swimming. I'm not a competitive swimmer. I just do it to stay in shape. I uh, love so, swimming, though, but, you so, know. So, so you're saying that from a personal standpoint. Like yeah. You're afraid that someone's going to come to you. Please, everyone. He's afraid. I am afraid. That <laughs> if you come to his senior night, you're going to watch him get exposed. So on behalf of a whole podcast, please come to his senior night not only to support the boys swimming and diving and girls swimming and diving seniors, but also to watch Luke not get exposed because I know he's selling himself short here and he's going to do just fine. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, moving on from that, at 6 p.m. tomorrow, boys swimming and diving, girls swimming and diving, boys swimming and diving, girls swimming and diving, at 6 p.m. at Middletown High School Pool here tomorrow night. Versus Tuscarora. Versus Tuscarora. Wrestling will have a match at Smithsburg, which was rescheduled from December 21st. Uh, that will be at 6 p.m. at Smithsburg. Varsity Girls Basketball versus Williamsport. Home at Ron Engel Court, which was also rescheduled from January 7th. That They will play at 7 p.m. And then Friday the 14th. Ooh, close to being Friday the yeah, 13th. Yeah, I, 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 I was typing that in and I was like, man, just missed it. Uh, Darn. Um, So... Boys indoor track and field and girls indoor track and field will be at the 2022 Warrior Invitational at HEC. That begins at 4 p.m. I know you might be thinking, that's weird. That's a little early start date for a Friday meet, but we actually, at least for Frederick County, we don't have school that day because the semester ends tomorrow, Thursday, first, our first semester ends, so we do not have school Friday. Or actually, you know, I don't know why I'm saying that, because back when I did run indoor track, meets would start around that time at 4 p.m. we just get out of school early. It's just been a while. 
I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. I, I, I think I think the Washington football team conversation and the anger that you had suppressed has just all... Yeah, let me dial it, in it, here it, for these last it, four announcements. It's just all expelled, and you have no idea what's going on anymore. All right, okay. And then on the 14th, uh, we still get, we have basketball. So JV Boys basketball will play at Walkersville at 5.30 p.m. JV Girls basketball will play at home at Ron Engel Court versus Walkersville at 5.30 p.m. Varsity Boys basketball at Walkersville at 7 p.m. And Varsity Girls basketball will play Walkersville here at Ron Engel Court. At 7 p.m. There you go. Oh <laughs> yeah. boy. Thank you. Um, Anything else we, you, you got to say? I'm going to lay down my marker here. You've heard that phrase before when I want to make a prediction. I'm going to make a prediction here. Girls basketball at the end of this week when we record our episode on the 16th. Going to be 9-3 and three overall and in their first turn through the conference going to be 5-1. and one. With that lone loss to Catoctin sticking out. And I think I'll lay down a second marker here. I think they'll take care of that next Friday at It's home. like that Catoctin loss is like you enter your kitchen. Everything looks nice. It looks all clean. And you just got that cabinet door that's just open. Uh, and then you're like, oh, i got to shut that cabinet door. That sounds very personal there. Is, 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 is that something that happens to you a lot where yeah, you go in your kitchen at home and just one cabinet door is open? Yeah, it happened today. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, anyways, I'll lay down my marker. I think Varsity Girls Basketball wins, I guess, their next four matches because they play Oakdale before Catoctin. Yeah. I think they win their next four matches, go 11-3 overall. Oh, that'll look nice. Yes, very nice. And end up being five and one first turn for the conference and being Catoctin to be six and one. So there you go. That's my prediction to end this episode. Put a bow on it. I am also agreeing with Ben's prediction, so that is also my prediction as well. My other prediction, sorry I'm going off topic again. If you eat the Washington X Lays potato chip collab, you will break your leg. Oh good lord. That's jeez <laughs> Louise, man. Maybe we'll have an episode where I try them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to be funny because <laughs> earlier this year, to end off, I'll tell you guys a little story. I run cross country and track. I'm running cross country in the, this fall, and it turns out I end up with two stress fractures, one in my left leg and one in my right leg. And they're like, if you keep running, your legs are going to snap. So I wasn't able to run for like three months. So I don't want that to happen again. So maybe I won't eat the chips. Maybe I will. But we'll see. We'll get back to you on that. This episode's just gone completely off the rails. I, I, honestly, I think if you're still listening, thank you. And also, you may have earned like hazard pay at your job for listening <laughs> to this episode all the way till the end. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, thank you for listening to the Midnight Podcast. Um, I'm Ben Spector. I'm Luke McClister. Adios. Adios. <laughs>